Well, um, it's our privilege now to uh, hear some preaching, and uh, Brother Dua has uh, been in Canada for a couple of weeks, and I think it's uh, one more week and you return to West Africa, is that correct? And then he goes back to the work that God's called him to. Isn't it something, the work of God around the world, amen? And how the gospel, um, it, just, it just goes into the, sometimes the, the darkest of corners, and uh, finds lost sinners. That's what it's all about. Well, we're very excited to have this man here, and he's our guest for this evening. And so, Brother Dua, if you would like to come at this time, I'd like to introduce you to the wonderful people of God here at Grace Baptist Church. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Brother White, for the opportunity and Grace Baptist Church for giving me this opportunity. Uh, since I have about 15 minutes to go, I just went as quickly to go to the Word of God. Uh, pardon me for my English. I just learned, I'm learning it gradually. And it's, it's my second language, so you pardon me. My name is Kendria, as Pastor just said, a missionary for about 26 years in my own country, Ghana, in the bush area where we are trying to plant churches to reach out to our people, mostly voodoo religion, and then of late, Islamic religion. Shall we quickly go to uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 18 to 21? It's a challenge that Paul is giving to us this evening about soul winning, about missions. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for such an opportunity. Empty me of self and enable me to be able to encourage all of us that this is a time that we all have to get out and win souls for Christ. Amen. Romans chapter 15, verse 18 to 21, Paul is saying something, and I just want us to quickly go through and then throw this challenge to all of us this evening. It says, For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ have not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he has not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. This evening, this sermon is titled, What Should Be Our Attitude to the Gospel Message? What Should Be Our Attitude? I want to challenge all of us by Paul's example. Now, as soon as this man got saved on the road of Damascus, he never looked back. He had a zeal, a heart for the lost. And he did all that he could to make sure sinners are brought to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I strongly believe that for a church to be considered a New Testament church, 
or a New Testament Bible-believing church, that church must be seriously involved in the Great Commission. This involves witnessing where we are at Jerusalem, and from there, reaching out to the whole world. As he said, God, Jesus Christ said in Acts 1.8, he says, But you shall receive power after they, that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the utmost part of the earth. So whether we are at home or in our workplace or in our schools or in any foreign land, we are to be so witness. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, so winning is the means by which sinners might come to know Christ. This evening, I want us to discuss two things that Paul said about this passage. The first one is, you can find that in verse 19. It says, we should view the gospel as a commission that is given by Christ Jesus. That's the first one I want to talk about. We all should view the gospel as a commission that Christ Jesus has given to each and every one of us. And that is exactly what, how Paul said it. Paul is saying, I've taken the commission seriously by witnessing from Jerusalem to Eurelicum. I do not know the mileage involved here, but I know it might be a great distance. Sad to say, there are too many quitters in our days, Christians. And there are not enough people that are wholeheartedly sold out to being Christ missionary to the lost world. When was the last time you spoke about Christ Jesus to someone in your workplace or at your school, in your community or neighborhood? As Paul carried out the Lord's work upon his life, he took the commission very seriously. We are not doing that these days. Why? Is it because of pressure of work? Or fear that people might tag us in a, in a way? Many of us are afraid to share what we have with friends, with people, with our colleagues. And we always want to keep our Christianity to ourselves. Paul didn't do that. He said, I made sure I moved from Jerusalem to a relicum, a large place, and everywhere that he goes, telling people about Christ and him crucified. The men who are on their way to hell might come to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Now, I trace Paul's missionary journey and I found out that he traveled a lot. He traveled a lot, over 1,500 miles, and most of the time on foot, and at times by ship. But he made sure that everybody, wherever, 
however, should at least hear the message. Are we doing that in our community here in Surrey? That is exactly the biblical pattern for the ministry we've been called into. We are to begin in our own Jerusalem, as I saw it here, and I thank God for that, and then move out to the rest of the community, the rest of the, the, the countryside, the whole of Canada, and maybe to other foreign lands. I always say that, was it not as a result of an American missionary traveling over 6,000 kilometers or miles from, he was in, I think he was in Texas, came all over to the village where I am. And when I say village, yes, it's a village. Right in my heart, one Saturday afternoon, during a visitation program, and I saw this man, I've never seen him in the community. And here he was with his Bible. And the first question that he asked, he said, brother, where are you going to spend eternity when you die? And I didn't know it. Because I have rightly been involved in voodoo worship where you don't understand what they do, incantations. They believe that our ancestors have power to help us in times of need. They go through rituals, the witch doctors, and so a lot of things. And when I went to school, I went into Roman Catholic school and I got more confused. That night in my small cottage, I accepted Jesus Christ to come into my heart, forgive me all my sins, and give me eternal life. Thank God for that because I would have been dead and gone to hell straight. And I, I started, he started a little work there. I started fellowship with him. And from the look in his conversation, I knew he would, have, he would go back. And so the Lord put conviction on my heart that I should stop whatever I'm doing and get full-time training that I will come back to my own village, to my own people, and reach them up with the gospel message of Christ Jesus. It was a very difficult, very tough decision, but around 1990, I gave up. And I went to the capital city for three years, got the needed training, not so much, but the needed training, a little training, and then I came back to the village. And we started the Calvary Baptist Church. And from there, we launched out to all the smaller churches that you just saw. Paul had a vision. And his vision was to send out the message of salvation to everywhere that he goes. And that should be our commission as well. We should. I know we have family members who are not saved. I know right now. I know we have colleagues in at work who are not saved. May we become like Paul, who never shut his mouth. But always, everywhere that he was or he went, he made sure that he presents the only hope 
of this world, and that is salvation in Christ Jesus. The second point I just want us to discuss is that not only was he obedient to the commission, he was also obedient to the message. He was going. What was he going to say? That's very important. As you go, there's a need to say something. Not so. Yes. He had a message from Christ to deliver to the lost world, and he gave his life doing just that. And what was the message? Christ Jesus died on the third day he rose again. And he is now a living Savior. And all who put their trust in him will be saved forever. That's the message. That's the only message. And Paul was not afraid or ashamed to share that message. He said, Romans 1.16, he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. And when he went on the mass hills preaching to them, he said, For the time that you didn't know, God winked at himself, that God winked at it. But now God expects everywhere, everyone, to come to the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Because he has appointed one day that he will bring judgment onto the whole world. That is the message. I'm sorry these days people are changing this message to other social gospel or whatever. Dancing and jumping in churches just to appeal to people to come. That's all. We don't have to change this message. That is the pure message that God has given to us. And I thank God I came to find that you are in the right course. I praise God for that. May we not fall into the trap of watering down the message just to please people. We just have to tell them the ABC of salvation. Accept, believe, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to ask a few questions before we go. The first one is, can we surely without any shadow of doubt say we are preaching the only message of the cross? If not, let's renew our commitment to him tonight and get about the business of telling a lost world about a saving Lord. In conclusion, I want to close with a challenge. One, let's search our hearts tonight honestly and answer these questions. One, are we doing everything in our power to reach the lost in our community? Are we? Two, when was the last time you told someone about Christ? Three, what part have you played to help people in foreign lands hear the gospel? I'm ending with a story about a village that had a waterfall. Now, young boys and girls go and swim in this village, in this waterfall. One day, a young boy fell into the deep side of the waterfall, and he cried out. And people in the village rushed out to go and save this young boy. And when they got to the Clipped, 
the best swimmer of the land, got a rope around his waist, and he gave the end of the rope to the people standing there to hold on to the rope. And he jumped into the river. He was able to get hold of the young boy, eventually. But as he was telling the people to pull them up out of what they have left the rope. And two young precious souls died that night. What am I bringing it out? Uh, we are looking un unconcerned whilst people are perishing in hell day by day. What are we doing? 